Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Few actresses have come into their own, quite like Kristen Stewart has in the last few years. Having left behind the shadow of Twilight, which the internet largely defined her career by for the last decade, with each new project, Stewart proves that audiences and studios alike cannot put her in the type of genre box that they once did. It's a risky move for an actor, as deviating from the expected roles can mean a steep financial hit, while less typical roles can open audiences' eyes to the potential that an actor possesses but has never been given the chance to prove before. A terrifying career move, though not as terrifying as the endless abyss of the ocean. A dark expansiveness that suffocates the senses and fills your belly with apprehension. And now imagine that that black emptiness is filled with Cthulhu-esque creatures hunting you. And it isn't if they'll find you, but rather when. Currently streaming on Video On Demand, William E. Banks' Underwater is a deep-sea creature feature that still doesn't get enough credit for what it does so well. Writers Brian Duffield and Adam Kozad have crafted claustrophobic oceanic terror through creative creature design and a dread-filled atmosphere. Underwater promptly drops us into its world, mere seconds before knocking us on our ass. Revolving around the Kepler drilling station, which is tasked with digging seven miles beneath the ocean's surface. A routine day is suddenly thrown into chaos by a destructive and mysterious earthquake, sending ripples and currents throughout the station. As the surviving crew takes preemptive measures to secure the integrity of the facility, they're suddenly faced with a new reality. Something has been awoken on the ocean floor. Our gateway into Underwater's world is through the lenses of mechanical engineer Nora Price, played by Kristen Stewart. During Nora's traversal of the now dilapidated facility, she meets up with the Kepler's captain and a motley crew of survivors. Given the inherent loneliness of the isolated setting, a decent chunk of the film is spent establishing the crew's relationships. Most notable of the team are Captain Lucian, played by Vincent Castle, and Paula Bell, played by T.J. Miller. And it's worth noting that Underwater was filmed prior to... T.J. Miller's uh, sexual assault allegations. Captain Lucian is the highly respected rock of the crew, and Paul provides a continuous levity that humanizes their shared struggle. Nora is the Swiss army knife as she overrides any obstacle standing in their way with precision and an unwavering desire to survive. The remaining crew members are Deep Sea Lovebirds Emily, played by Jessica Henwick, and Liam, John Gallagher Jr., their relationship initially seems narratively superfluous, but in fact, they fuel much of Nora's drive. Given her openly cynical mindset, she finds reasons within the crew to continue pushing forward in the face of opposition. It should be no surprise that Kristen Stewart has the standout performance. Nora's arc from cynical loner to leader and tactician is smoothly implemented. Her rise to face seemingly insurmountable odds is well-paced, ensuring that she credibly grows into her newfound role of leader. She grows into becoming a badass underwater heroine rather than feeling like an invulnerable superhero right out of the gate. Nora is merely adapting to her being between a rock and a hard place. In this case, that hard place is Cthulhu Hell. The crew's reunion is short-lived as they plan a trek across the ocean floor, putting them face-to-face -face with unknown terrors. Before evolving into full-blown aquatic creature feature terror, Eubank establishes the morose and suffocating atmosphere of the Kepler station. From every leaky pipe and flickering light to condescending work safety posters, establish it as a lived-in space. I would compare it much to how Ridley Scott made Aliens Nostromo feel like an organically inhabited environment. The attention to conveying the claustrophobic innards of the Kepler is equally resounding. The Kepler serves as yet another example of a capitalist expansion run amok in uncharted waters, which yields catastrophic results. 
Once leaving the cramped station interiors, the film preys upon the viewer with the new nerve-wracking terror of the endless void of the sea floor. And despite the spaciousness of this new environment, Eubank snuggles the viewer into each character's deep-sea chassis. We take each dreaded step with the crew members, waiting for the lurking aquatic hunters to strike. The constant cat-and-mouse dichotomy of survivors and creatures work beautifully within the setting, and craft ample anxiety-inducing buildup to the creature's big reveal. How the audience is introduced to the creatures is another superb bit of pacing. As the seafloor is an inherently dark environment, the survivors must rely on the chassis and the gear at their disposal. One scene in particular highlights the suit's night vision feature, revealing the haunting outline of a creature hovering in the darkness just behind crew members. Given the film's brisk 95-minute runtime, it never wears out the creature's welcome. These initial brief glimpses quickly make way for sheer hordes of fin to foes that block out what little light is available in the underwater scenes. Given my love of creature features, I always wish we had one more scare or scene displaying the technical wizardry that brought these horrors to life. Had Underwater not weaponized its aquatic setting as pristinely as it did, I would have found this to be a much bigger detriment to the overall movie. What allowed the film to be so bone-chillingly tense for me is its weaponizing of my fear of the sea. It conveys the ease with which one could become lost on the ocean floor, which will forever haunt me. Spin around in a panic and you immediately lose your sense of what direction you came from, forever lost within an underwater labyrinth. A seemingly simple predicament, such as a crew member becoming separated from the group, struck as much fear in me as coming face to face with a fanged creature. A thick atmosphere of lingering dread and uncertainty heightened even the most basic of momentary jump scares and genuinely paid off during its biggest scares. And here's some last minute research. The actors wore airtight suits for the underwater scenes, making it difficult to hear the director's commands, and further complicating things, the suits weighed about 140 pounds, which resulted in the crew having to create these special seats so that way the actors could take some weight off of their backs. As I mentioned earlier, Underwater was filmed prior to its 2020 release, and it was actually shot in 2017, but it couldn't be released until January 2020 as Disney purchased 20th Century Fox. Kind of a long time to shelf such a fun creature feature. And finally, to capture the sense of darkness and unease when walking across the ocean floor, they shot on dark sound stages with no lights for the underwater scenes. They used volumetric scanning by putting some atmosphere around the actors and letting the flashlights move through the particles. They were able to measure the approximate density about which the water should be moving around them. And you kind of really get a feel for that, especially in those scenes where they're in the chassis and it's almost as if they're kind of just moving around blindly, barely seeing whatever's in front of them, which I find to be really atmospheric and if anything, it's one of the scariest parts of the movie for me. Now, first and foremost, underwater is a ton of underwater creature fun. And sure, some of its scientific jargon can, at times, be silly or easily explained away. And yet, for as short of a film as it is, I was never not fully engaged and anxiously awaiting the next terror to present itself. January horror film releases are often viewed as little more than schlock with little studio faith. While Underwater unequivocally disproves this notion by providing constant tension and terror, by serving as a strong example of Stewart's capabilities within an unconventional role. Pair this with a fantastic sense of atmosphere and some stellar creature design, Underwater remains as scary as hell time. It really amazes me that we're already into August of 2020, and a streaming service has yet to pick up the rights to what makes a fun Friday night watch. So this is a no-brainer for fans of creature features and deep-sea horror. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.